is starting now. Let me start in prayer. Father, we thank you today. This is the day you've made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. We give you praise, glory, and adoration, Lord, for what you're doing in the earth. We thank you, you have not forgotten your people, that you're still in charge of the earth as the Lord and the fullness thereof. And so, Father, we thank you for this day. And we just take today and we cast all today's cares on you, for you care for us. So we take every weight, everything that's uh, been concerning us today, and we lay it at the cross. We thank you, Lord, that we have an opportunity to come and worship you and praise you and hear your word and, and grow in you. So we give you praise sis, for this study of your word tonight. And so, Father, I pray for those that are watching around the world. We welcome you to our Bible study. Uh, we welcome you and join us, as I said, Sunday. Uh, get your Bibles, get your pens, your pads, your paper, and uh, uh, paper towels if you want to get delivered. I'm asking God to put an anointing on this tape, even as you watch it around the world. Uh, and uh, I pray that you would be blessed. Holy Spirit, bless each hearer that has an ear to hear. Uh, those that are suffering, those that are going through, those that uh, don't know why they do what they do. But Lord, as we unravel <clears throat> this tree, as we demolish this tree of rejection, we pray every branch will be removed and burned in the fire. We thank you for new beginnings for a lot of people. So Father, pray that you would just bless this word tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So welcome tonight. I'm going to go into... Um, Part two of Demolishing the Tree of Rejection. I stopped Sunday somewhere. Where did I stop at? Somewhere. But uh, uh, everybody goes through some form of rejection, some form of put down. People don't uh, care for you. And, uh, and everything that's happening in the earth right now is really rooted out of the tree of rejection. Just about... All the protest, all the picking, all the racism, and all this and this in the Black Lives Matter. It's all based in, on rejection, rejection of uh, of society, rejection of what culture, rejection of race, rejection of education. Everything has to be. Uh, everybody's being rejected from one form or another, and so we, we want to deal with the rejection. Now I said last week, rejection is to refuse to take to refuse to agree to, or refuse to see to, or refuse to believe. Uh, it also means to discard or throw away as, uh, as worthless, as worthless. Discard and throw your away as worthless. You're useless. You're substandard. You feel substandard. You feel cast out, cast off. It means to rebuff, especially deny acceptance, care, and love. Uh, someone posted on Facebook this morning, yesterday, or whatever, the little girl, they was, I guess they were uh, uh, not adopting her, but what, what do they call it when they, childcare, they're placing childcare, and they were, would be rating this little teenage girl and telling her mama was, didn't care for her, and her mama's out drunk and high, and, and she's a liar, and he slapped upside the head, and just... The wrong way, just, you know, there's no acceptance, no love. And as someone, as I heard a comedian say, you know, he came out of the adoption system, and what they do is they take you out of your family and put you in an abusive family situation and put you in another abusive family situation. A lot of these people don't care for them. All they care is for the dollar bills that they get uh, out of, out of uh, the state that state gives them money to take care of these children. And uh, just a quick, quick, quick uh, uh, example, testimony, I had a couple coming here a couple years ago, two or three years ago, uh, and uh, they said they were married. You know, they said they came from one of the churches in Chicago, and and she wanted me to pray for her husband, and because he wasn't acting right, you know, and we pray, and so I went out there to pray, pray for them, and uh, you know, she was talking about her kids, how they were taking care of the kids. Come to find out, they weren't even married, <clears throat> and she was trying to get a man to act right that wasn't even married to her. And you putting these children in this type of situation where the, he didn't like, he didn't want to get married. He he was drinking and acting a fool and stuff. And so these children suffer at the hands of some ignorant people that call themselves Christian. And it's uh, everything is 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 uh, uh, Christian as you've been seeing. Uh, they, they they want to get rid of Billy Graham's son. Ten, they said ten thousand faith faith people, yeah, demonic faith people. So we got to even distinguish who's a Christian and who's 
what faith are they? You know, because a lot of them are preaching another gospel. So there's a lot of rejection in there. And the rejection is the denial, denial of love. And, and uh, when we said last week, when you refuse love, the outward rejection of, uh, of the, it's, a, it's like a trigger, a protection mechanism. When people reject you, uh, people tend to go to pride and rebellion. If my mother and my father don't love me, then forget you. Why should I listen to you? Uh, and they begin to rebel and they go toward gangs and the wrong, wrong thing. And they get lifted up in pride and haughty spirit and everything else. So to be rejected is to be denied love. And we were made for love. We were made for the love of God. And we're in that missing, the little part in our heart, God has to feel that with his love. Uh, we search and search and search for love. And we're looking for love in all the wrong places. Amen. The love is in God. And ain't in no person. Uh, even your husband can't do what God can do. Even your wife can't do what God can do. God has to do it. So if rejection is accepted as true or taken as a, received as a fact, then the inward response is fear, anxiety. You become anxious. I'm not good enough. I'm, uh, I'm not free. I'm not. And and this spirit of fear, here, here the spirit of fear. I, I wrote a little note. The spirit of fear is so free floating that it can be attracted by. It, it is attracted to your fear. Yeah. He said, "Well, how does that happen?" You know a bear can smell you 30 miles away and track you if he smells blood for 30 miles. Can you imagine what's going on in the spirit realm with these demons? They can, they, they're attracted to certain senses and certain emotions and certain things. So we have to be careful about this. So I want to do talk about some, first is the manifestation, some of the manifestations of uh, what fear is and uh, uh, and, and a good example is King Saul. And everybody read about that. But we're going to take a look at the scriptures and look at uh, uh, this, this fear. Because this fear branch of this tree of, of, of rejection. Remember I said family is one root and society is the other root. And the trunk goes up and then has two branches. One is fear and the other one is pride. And so these big trunks go out and then they have branches branching off. On top of a tree. So when you cut a tree down, you got to go up to the top and start cutting the main branches down, and then you work your way down to the root and got to dig up the root. So we want to look at the the the, the, the uh, first Samuel eight verse seven in the uh, in the book of Samuel about. Um, I'm gonna make it a little bigger here on the screen here. I forgot to. From this screen, so you can see it. All right, 1 Samuel 8, 7 says, And the Lord said to Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of that people, and all they say to you. For they have not rejected you, they have rejected me, that I should be king over them. Even Saul, Samuel was feeling, that the prophet was feeling that he was rejected. He said, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me as Lord over you. And so prophets got to learn how to... Uh, they ain't rejecting me. They're rejecting God. I'm just the messenger. I'm just his, his ambassador. And so when they reject what I had to say, you ain't rejecting me. You're rejecting God. So I put it on there. I said, Lord, this is one for you. First Samuel 15, 17 also says, Samuel said uh, to Saul, when you were small in your own eyes, sight, you were, not made the head, you were not made the head of the tribes of Israel. And the Lord anointed you king over Israel. So there was a the transition. Samuel didn't do what God told him to do. And he opened up the door for a lot of things. Now Samuel came out of the Saul, uh, King Saul came out of the tribe of Benjamin. Benjamin was was the poorest tribe out of the all twelve tribes. They were like the projects of the twelve tribes. I mean, they, he said they're the poorest of the poor, and they had a rejected mentality coming out of that tribe. Even if you read about Gideon, he said, "Who me? I'm the poorest of the poor, and all 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 our, all our tribe." And and they had an inferior complex. But God said, "I will anoint you past." your rejection. And he anointed him. In 1 Samuel 10, verse 9 through 11, even though you can be rejected, God's changes, the baptism of the Holy Spirit will change your life. Uh, that's why people need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then we can get you delivered. 1 Samuel 10, verse 9 says, And when Saul had turned his back to leave Samuel, God gave him another heart. As I said, Sunday, God said, I want to put a new heart in you, put a new spirit in you. 
and write my name upon the tables of your heart. All these signs came to pass that day. So when they came to the hill of Gibeah, behold, a band of prophets met him. The spirit of God came on him mightily and he spoke under divine inspiration among them. And so there's a, a, a it, there's a anointing that comes on the prophet and you begin you speak under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. But guess what? When that anointing lifts, you sit back and reflect. You say, did I say that? I, I didn't. People say, you remember when you said that? I said, no. You don't remember when you told me that? I said, no. I said, because I'm speaking out of the Holy Ghost and it's going past my mind. I'm not, my mind's not even engaged in it. It's coming out of my, my spirit. So I, I have to grab what you have to tell me what I said because I don't remember. I prophesied a lot of people. And so you got to remind me. Jesus said, remind me what I said. It's under inspiration. So here's Samuel, Saul, King Saul. Verse 11 is 1 Samuel 10. He begins to manifest some things, the, the prophets, and when he all who knew Saul saw that he spoke by inspiration among the schooled prophets, the people said one to another, what has come over him? Who is he? He's a nobody. Even the people knew he was rejected. He's a nobody. People think you're a nobody. You just know you. Who you think you are? That's what they use it. Who do you think you are? I remember when I was going through deliverance, going, uh, 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 Somebody, they were talking about me and said something about me. And they said, well, if he's so anointed, let him start his own church. You know, jealousy. The, the, all that stuff comes up uh, in people when they start seeing you do something you've never done before. And God anoints you to do something. So Saul was among the prophets. So one from the same place answered, but who is the father of all others? So it became a proverb that Saul is among the prophets. So he began to prophesy out of his comfort zone. Out of something he's never done before. The rejection was still on him. He was selected, but rejected. Mm -hmm. Verse 22. He said, therefore they inquired of the Lord further. If the man would yet come back, the Lord answered, behold, he has hidden himself among the bags. Now here Samuel's coming to look for the crown of person king. They said, we don't want God. We, want, we don't want a God like every other nation. We want to be able to see him. We don't want no God we can't see and we can't touch and, and we can't carry on our shoulders and whatever. So they rejected God. God said, okay, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a king. He's going to take 20% of everything you got. He's going to pay, you're going to pay taxes. He's going to make your kids be servants and butlers and maids and cooks and, 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 and farmers and everything. He's going to take all your stuff. All we want one. So... Now y'all understand why we got a mess we got in America now, because they wanted another, a king, a president. They want somebody other than God, and we got a mess. Verse 1027, 20, uh, now here he's hiding because of the rejection. Verse 27, 10, uh, 1 Samuel 10, 27, but some worthless fellow said, now here he got anointed to be king. Okay, he's going to be king. How can this man save us? And they despised him. And brought him no gift. So if, if even a prophet, when you came to a prophet in those days, they would bring a gift. Now here he's king, and, and, and they just rejected him. We don't want Trump to be president. <laughs> he bring him no gift. <laughs> they despised him. But he held his peace and was as deaf. But he held his peace and was as deaf. You've got to learn how to not listen to people. When God calls you, when God tells you to do something, you just act like you don't hear them. Amen. If God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. And you know, God will teach you the, the rejection. He, he, even, even when you shouldn't be rejected, God will let people reject you. When I was going first, uh, getting ready to start this church, I was in Chicago, we were doing deliverance, and I was casting out devils and everything, and you know, leading praise and worship and opening in prayer and on radio and YCA radio, talking about deliverance and stuff and, and doing that. And the people begin to, and some of the new people started to get jealous. They didn't want me to have the mic. They didn't want me to prophesy. You know, it, you can start. And, and the Lord said, don't respond, just be a light. Amen. I said, just be a light. Then he took me back to Isaiah where he said, he shall come as a light. To the Gentiles. Paul talks about being a light to the Gentiles. And Jesus talked about being a light. And when you're just a light, the bugs will come at you. What are they going to do? They're going to get disorientated. Yeah. They run to the light. Mm -hmm. So he said, just shine. Just smile and shine. That's all you got to do. Smile and shine. They can't hurt you. Mm 
They can't do anything against you because you're a light. Set. So Saul, because of that, they said this man can't rule over us. He was rejected as king. They made him king, and then a bunch of the other vain people said he ain't king over us, and they went home. So Saul went back to farming. He went back to his farm. First Samuel 11, 5 and 6. So Saul came out of the field after the oxen. He said, what ails the people that are weeping? And they told the words of men of Jabesh. So the spirit of God came upon Saul, mightily upon Saul, and he heard the tidings, and his anger was greatly kindled. So he was out there plowing, and he, Israel, uh, the, uh, Israel was attacked. They were attacked by the enemy. And so he began to, uh, the anointing came on him to do exploits for God. So verse 12, 1 Samuel 11 says, the people said to Samuel, who is he who said, shall Saul reign over us? Bring them in that we may put them to death. But Saul said, there shall not a man be put to death this day for today the Lord has brought deliverance. So they, was gonna, they were going to get those guys that rejected him. He said, no, you ain't got to fight these folks. God will deliver. God will bring deliverance. You ain't got to fight against people that are jealous against you or envious against you and, and, and deal with them. Just step away and go on about your business and what God told you to do. Because if you open up the door for rejection, then anxiety comes in. Then worry comes in. Then you, then you start looking at everybody talking about me and everybody looking at me. and Leave that stuff alone. So when you react in fear, we react in fear because of rejection. When rejection appears either perceived or occurred or, or, or it sets a series of actions in order. So fear is commonly called anxiety. So we can substitute fear with anxiety. Remember how anxious you was? Yeah. You used to be so anxious. Oh, Pastor. Pastor, Pastor. Oh, every day she was calling me. I mean, every day, two, three, two, three times. times a day. Oh, Pastor. Oh, what am I going to do? But you know what? Thank you, friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's because of training. Yeah. I used to didn't answer my phone. I just, <laughs> First Samuel 13, verse 4, 11 says, Samuel said, what have I done? Saul said, because I saw the people were scattering from me. Now here the enemies are uh, uh, attacking. Samuel gave him instructions. Go wait for me 10 days. I'll come and sacrifice unto the Lord. In the meantime, everybody ran from Saul. Now here, you know, he's already dealing with rejection. And now you're supposed to be king, leading the army, and now everybody run from you. It's like when, when I say, we're going to have corporate prayer and nobody show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just have corporate prayer by myself. I, whoever shows up, shows up for me, you know. But I'm going to keep plowing ahead. Saul said, because I saw the people were, not, were scattering from me, that you did not come in the days appointed, and that the Philistines were assembled against Mishmash. So when the enemy comes, he puts so much fear and anxiety that he tries to force you to make a decision what you don't need to do in your flesh. We don't want to wait on God. He said, I thought the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal. Because they've been for 10 days, they've been amassing themselves. I thought they were going to come right now. And I have not made supplication unto the Lord, so I forced myself. When you got to force yourself to do something, you're stepping into that realm of the flesh and of rejection and fear and anxiety. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, prayer and supplication be made unto God. And so God will test us even with our fear. Uh, 1 Samuel 13, 13. Samuel said to Saul, what have you, you have done foolishly? You have not kept the commandment of the Lord, your God, which he commanded you. For the Lord would have established your kingdom forever. So just because God calls you don't mean he's going to establish you. You got to be set and go through the process he wants you to go through. And God will test you. He said it in Deuteronomy. He said, I'm going to take away the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Moabites, the Trevites, the Hivites, the Hittites, Gergeshites, all of them. I'm going to use them to prove you to see whether you're going to serve, love me and serve me or not. So you always go through the proving process. So he told Samuel, he told Saul, don't, he said, kill everything. Don't bring nothing back. Just wipe them all out. Everything you see, wipe it out. So he allowed the people to do it. But now, verse 14, but now your kingdom shall not continue. 
Even though he prophesied it, it took another 15, 20 years for him to lose the, his, his, his kingdom. But he lost his kingdom the moment the prophet said, your kingdom will not be established. It took 20 years for it to manifest in the natural, but in the spirit it's already gone. He had lost it. He said, the Lord sought out David, a man after his own heart, and the Lord commanded him to be a prince and ruler over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. So when we get in that place of trying to do stuff by ourselves and, 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 and God tests us and you get out of the way, God said, I got somebody else I, I can choose. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have to use you. I'm giving you an opportunity. You were the one that was praying, Lord, use me, and, and whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And God said, clean the toilet. You said, what? Huh? I'll bind you, devil. Dog. I rebuke you. <laughs> <laughs> I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I've got a worldwide ministry. Ain't got no time for no toilets. <laughs> it's true saying. God will test you. So some of them, let's get some of the manifestations of rejection. Incomplete obedience, rebellion, stubbornness, deception, fear of people, pride, anger, Violence. All of these are manifestations of rejection out of the, out of that, uh, out of, out of just coming out of Saul. First Samuel fifteen nine. Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, oxen, fatlings, lambs, all that was good, and would not utterly destroy them. All that was undesirable or worthless, they destroyed. So they didn't obey. He didn't obey. Verse twenty. Saul said to Samuel, "Yes, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have." And have gone the way of the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, king of Amalek, Amalek, and have utterly destroyed all the Amalekites. But the people took the spoil of the sheep and the oxen, the chief things, utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord your God. He said the people did it. That's like the Democrats saying they're not they're not rioting; they're just protesting. The people have a right to do that. Yeah, bring somebody's building down and tear some stuff up. And so he didn't take authority as the leader over the people. He should have been king. He said, no, anybody take anything, kill everything. But they said, no, man, look at these cats. This cat, this, I ain't had no beef in a long time. Look how fat these sheep are. Chickens and turkeys, let's take the good stuff. God don't mind. God said, you rebelled. 1 Samuel 15, 23, we all know this. Rebellion is at the sin of witchcraft. So here the enemy opens you up for rejection. Rejection causes you to rebel, and rebel opens you up to witchcraft. And the enemy uses, once that door is open, these witches and warlocks and stuff that begin to attack you. Even though you have an issue with God, they jump in and jump on you. And the stubbornness is his idolatry and the teraphim, the household of good luck images. Because you have rejected, so we can reject the word of the Lord. God said, he also rejected you from being king. And Saul said to Samuel, said, I have sinned. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord your God, in your words. Because I feared I was rejected by the people. And I had to compensate for them, to let them have something to make them like me. Because I didn't like myself. So if I gave them something, they're going to really like me. I'm going to really be accepted. He said, I fear the people that obeyed their voice. You ever have somebody give you bad advice? Mm -hmm. And it took you a couple of years to realize they were giving you bad advice? Yeah. Especially with your old boyfriend, how bad he was. And then when you left him, she ran and got him. <laughs> Jesus. He said, now I pray you, pardon my sin, go back with me that I may worship the Lord. I want you to see this because you're, you're seeing a manifestation of it right now. He said, go back with me and worship the Lord. Now, he didn't, made a, he didn't went up there and sacrifice. Kingdom got taken out of his hand. He said, now, don't make me look bad in front of the people. Go back with me and worship. I'm going to show you that. I want the people to know that I'm worshiping God. Then he said, verse 26, Samuel said to him, he said, I'm not going to return with you. You have rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord has rejected you from being king. And as Samuel turned away, Saul seized the skirt of Samuel's manna and tore it. And, Saul, and Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom 
of Israel from you this day and has given it to your neighbor of yours who is better than you. He, in that pride, the, he had the pride branch now. Here's the pride coming in. Don't make me look bad in front of the people. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to worship the Lord. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I have sinned. Oh, I'm so terrible. I'm a bad sinner. And now you're seeing this uh, because it's on the news. I'm going to say it. You know, this is Pastor John Gray. Very strong spirit of rejection and abuse in him. He never got delivered of it. Abusers always put their problems on the other person. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says love covers the multitude of sin. A man is to cover his wife, not put his business and her hurt out into the street. And so when you get on there and say, oh, I'm sinning before the whole world, oh, I'm sin. I, I need God like everybody else, that's a false spirit of, of false submission. Yeah. I don't want to really. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm bad. Look at uh, self self accusation. Self, yeah. self he's putting himself. Oh, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. But he's gonna keep doing the same thing he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's gonna keep doing the same thing he's doing until he get delivered. That's an abuser. That's how abusers work. That's how they do it. Oh, I'm bad. I'm so bad. I'm just crying in tears. Esau tried it with God. And God said, I hate you. <laughs> you rejected me. I reject you. Forget you. He couldn't find any. The Bible says Esau couldn't find. Anything from God, God said, you, you out. You threw. Jacob, I love Esau. I can't stand you. You threw away your spiritual inheritance. You don't have anything to do with me. Spit you out of my mouth. So here he begins to manifest rejection. Then he goes into envy, jealousy, and suspicion. Everybody's laughing at me. Everybody's talking about me. 1 Samuel 18, verse 7 to 10. And the woman responded and laughed and followed, saying, Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. So the women were laughing and frolicking, and he heard that. And he got so jealous and so envious of what everybody else was. I mean, he, here this man had everything that he could possibly want. All the women he wanted, all the sheep he wanted, all the horses he wanted, he had the whole kingdom, but he was jealous of one man because they were praising him instead of, uh, praising David instead of him. And Saul, look what he said, he was very angry. So here, this rejection opened up the door for anger. And for the saying displeased him. He was displeased. And he said, they have ascribed to David 10,000, but to me, they have ascribed only, one th only thousands. What more can he have but the kingdom? Now, here's that jealousy. What, he should, what more can he have but the kingdom? What am I? I ain't nobody now. Look what he's doing. Everybody's laughing at him. And says, Saul jealously eyed David from the day forward. I got a teaching on the spirit of jealousy and envy. And when somebody's jealous of you, God don't deal with them. He deals with you. He beats you down so bad that they feel so sorry for you, they stop being jealous of you. So don't be jealous of me. I don't want any no beating from God. <laughs> you, you, study it. Go back and look and see what, what when, 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 when Jacob went back to, to Esau, when he went back, uh, after he stole the birthright and he came back, he came back broken. He came back limping, dragging his leg. Esau said, I can't beat you. <laughs> I'm gonna beat up a cripple. I'm gonna beat. <laughs> I can't beat you. When the children of Israel got God got too so tired of running them through the wilderness for forty years, uh, uh, the Amor Amorites said, "We ain't gonna take y'all. Just gonna come, go, go on, march through. Go on. We just y'all. Y'all terrible. Y'all. <laughs> God beat them down so bad that they, they couldn't be jealous of them no more." Verse 10 says, the next day the evil spirit, because of the jealousy, now he opens the door, an evil spirit from God came mightily upon Saul, and he, and he raved madly in his house. Notice it's from God, and it's say from Satan, it was from God. God uses evil spirits too to beat people up. And David played the liar with his hand, and at other times, as another, and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. So Saul got so jealous that he wanted to uh, kill David. So here the spirit of deception, murder, and fear begin to operate. Once that door opened up for rejection, all the other spirits begin to pile in. And, and, and the fleshly manifestations and, I, and, and thoughts that these spirits start giving you, oh, David think he's something. You ought to kill David. Oh, you ought to murder David. Oh, you're going to lose the kingdom and all of this stuff. You need to hold on to it, hold on to it fast. First Samuel 18, 11, Saul cast javelin, for he thought, I will pin David to the wall. And David evaded him twice. Saul, now here, Saul was afraid of David. Mm 
So when people are jealous of you, they're actually afraid of you. They're afraid of what your potential is. Yeah. They want to steal your potential. Don't let them steal your potential. Just go on and do what God told you to do. They can't steal uh, your potential. Uh, the Lord was with him, but it had departed from Saul. Lord, the anointing had lifted, departed from Saul, and he was afraid of David. So when that fear comes in, acute anxiety and, and they say that anxiety is a symptom of psychiatric disorders. But it occurs along, as long as the primary symptom of anxiety neurosis, acute anxiety attacks or panic disorders form in the cardinal feature of anxiety. So we get panic attacks. When you start getting anxious and being anxious and that anxiety builds up, then you start having heart palpitations, you can't breathe, panic attacks, and the enemy uses that to, like a wet blanket comes, or a black blanket comes over and just overshadows you with darkness over, over, your, over your heart. And so you've got to quickly rebuke that thought or the enemy is going to come. He can smell it. He lives off of it. The devil lives off of fear. What are they doing in these protests? They're getting in people's faces. They're not hitting them, but they're yelling at them. And, oh, and they're facing and intimidating. And, oh, you, you, trying to bring fear. Get you to back down. But God's got some crazy Christians that ain't about to back down off of these devils. Go right up in the devil's face. And you just go up in the state and start speaking in tongues. They'll back down. Then he gets into manipulation. This opens up. These are just manifestations of just one man. Manipulation, control, possession, witchcraft, flattery. 1 Samuel 18, 20. Now Michelle, Saul's daughter, loved David. And they told Saul, and it pleased him. Why would Saul be happy that Michelle, because Michelle was a controlling witch. She was terrible. She was a bad daughter. He, he knew. She complained. She murmured. She was just possessive, controlling, domineering. And look what he said. Saul thought, I'm going to give her to him. I don't like him, and she ain't no good. <laughs> so I'm going to give her to him that she may be a snare unto him. And that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. So Saul said to David a second time, you shall now be my son-in-law. See, it, 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 is a, it is a given principle. If the woman ain't happy, the husband ain't going to be happy. <laughs> King Saul knew that. He said, let me give him an old, mean wife. <laughs> you can't rest with no woman that, that ain't in your corner. You can't. You you can't. I can't even get up here and preach. If my wife ever got mad, we ever get. I wouldn't even get up here and preach. I don't even try it. You don't even try that. You just you you, you can't. You can't. It don't work. I'm sitting there having a fight with her, and then I'm gonna get up and preach to you, like everything's okay. I don't know how these guys can do it. They on TV and stuff, fornicating and all that. How you do that? They believe themselves and buy the lie and and convince themselves that they're okay. And so Saul said, I'm going to give her a snare. She's going to be a snare. So you got to be careful with some of these mamas trying to get these young, your sons and grandsons married off. That's why mama, women have to check. Let me check out your girlfriend. Let me check out his mama, see how his mama act before we, see, before we turn you over. First Samuel 18, 22. Saul commanded his servants to speak to David privately, saying, The king delights in you, and all his servants love you. Now then, become his son-in-law. So here he sneakily manipulates his servants. Start whispering in David's ear that I love him. I like him. I want him to be my son-in-law. Go up and go on. Tell him, go there. See, that's a witchcraft. That's witchcraft control and flattery. Uh, you got to be careful with these, these folks. Then he goes into accusation and perverseness. Started hating his own son. 1 Samuel 20, verse 30, Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan. He said to him, you son of a perverse, rebellious, I mean, stop cussing at him. Do not I know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to be your own, to your own shame and to the shame of your mother who bore you? Don't you know you're supposed to be loyal to me and the family? How dare you be loyal to David? Well, God called David. He didn't took the anointing off of you. You're just a mean father now, <laughs> abusive father at home. Everybody know you crazy. David got to come and play the harp to keep you calm. 
<laughs> Kids know their parents are crazy. <laughs> so here again, then he begins to have a pity party, start whining, suspicious of everybody, resentment, bitterness, and paranoia come in. Now this is all from the, the trunk of rejection, the branch of, of, of this. 1 Samuel 22, verse 7 and 8 says, Saul said to the servants who stood with him, Hear you now, you Benjamites. Will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards and make you all commanders of the thousands and the hundreds? So he's berating his people. I'm the one that gave you these jobs. I'm the one that gave you fields. I'm the one that gave you commandership and all this. That all y'all have conspired against me. I mean, he went off on his own people. No one discloses to me. No one. To me, when my son makes a league with the son of Jesse, none of you is sorry for me. That's rejection. Oh, nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. So I'm going to just go do what I want to do. I'm going to shoot up and kill people. And they don't care. None of you are sorry for me or discloses that my son has stirred up my servant against me to lie and wait as he does this day. So now he didn't got this paranoia that they would want to kill him. They walking. What what I do? Yeah. <laughs> All I did was play the harp, and I, <laughs> I just leading praise and worship. Why y'all hating on me? <laughs> then then he, he manifests false compassion, compulsive confession. This is a compulsive confession, self accusation. This is what I'm talking about. These preachers get on TV with this uh, when they get caught. First Samuel twenty four sixteen. When David said had said to Saul, Saul said. Is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted his voice and went, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. I just love you. Lying devil. And he said to David, You're more upright than I am in God's eye than I, for you have repaid me good and I've rewarded you evil. I'm going to wait till I catch you next time. And then walk away. <laughs> yeah. So here's this deception. So Samuel 26, 21, it says, then Saul said, I have sinned. Now, after he didn't chase David from pillar to post, in the jungle, under the trees, in the forest, up the mountain, in the cave. I mean, he run after David trying to kill him everywhere. He got a posse right now trying to catch David. He said, I've sinned. Return. Come back. Come back to the kingdom. Come back, my son. I will no more do you harm because my life was precious in your eyes this day. Behold, you have played the fool and have erred, I have played the fool and erred exceedingly. He was convicted, yet those demons in him wouldn't let him have no peace, though. That he, David had said, David almost, David's servant said, What? You got him now. Go kill him. David said, No, I just take his little water bottle and his spear. And then after he did that, he felt bad and repented. He said, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to even touch your anointed. That was your, your king's stuff. I should have never did it. That's where you get the humility breaks that rejection and that pride. When you stay in that area of humility, it breaks pride. Yeah. Now rejection opens you up to the occult. Yeah. Saul was rejected. So he said, find me a woman who is a medium, yeah. a witch, a psychic. Between the living and the dead. Now you got to understand these mediums are people. Uh, the mediums use animals as their go between, as as their messengers. They use a cat. They use an owl. They use uh, some kind of animal, <clears throat> a spirit, to go attack people. They do it. They call these spirits in, and they think they have control over these spirits, and they send these spirits out to do things. But that's why Ezekiel the Lord said. Uh, uh, curse those that witchcraft, let uh, uh, the fire go back on their head, send it back to, to the sender. And we send those spirits back to the witch and they attack the witch. His servant said, Behold, there's a woman of indoor, saw disguised himself, put on another raiment. He and two men went with, with him, went and came to the woman at night and said, Perceive by me a familiar spirit. So when there's no anointing in people's lives, and there's no Jesus in people's lives. And they get into witchcraft. And that's how they get open to this new age stuff. And they get open to witches and warlocks and psychics and going to all this crystals and all this stuff and piercings and all. Because of rejection, this group will accept me. If I pierce my nose and put tattoos all on my face, then I'm part of a group. Mm -hmm. I, I fit in. 
And that's what the enemy wants you to do is go fit into one of those demonic groups. God wants you to come out, people to come out of that situation in their lives. Fear and depression, despair, discouragement, hopelessness, and suicide. Suicide opens up. These are all spirits from rejection. As I said, talked about Sunday, that when people have been abandoned, that is the strong man with rejection. Abandonment is wicked, more wicked than the spirit of rejection itself. I prayed for a man in Michigan years ago. I preached up in, in, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I was doing deliverance in this church. And this guy came. He was had to be six, six, five. I had to raise, lift my hand up to get to his forehead. That's how big he was. He was a big guy. He can be intimidating. You look how big. What am I doing? This devil manifest, and they don't know about deliverance. And I'm little on me, and that demon manifest, and I cast that thing out, and I thought he was free. Because when he came back the next night, another one, abandonment spirit, manifested. Come to find out he had been uh, uh, put in a, in a home, left by his parents. He was adopted. And then they sent him back again. Mm. He was rejected a second time. And so he had a deep, deep abandonment spirit in him. And, I mean, and that thing broke, and he just cried like a baby. As big as he was, he was on the floor crying like a baby. And God set him free from, from that spirit. But the, uh, the, the hopelessness, the suicide comes in. and You ought to kill yourself. You're not worthy. You, we reject you. You're not, nobody loves you. Nobody understands. And these demons are speaking in people's heads. And there's no relief. That's why we have to have deliverance. And I'm so glad that uh, the next move of the Spirit, another move of the Spirit is coming. It's going to take deliverance ministries to get these people free. All these folks out there that are doing what they're doing and prophesying and all this, people don't want to hear that. They're going to be free. They're going to want to be free. And we got to get them free. First Samuel 31, 3 said the battle went heavily against Saul. The archer severely wounded him. Saul said to his armor bearer, draw your sword, thrust me through. Least these uncircumcised come and thrust me through and abuse and mock me. But his armor bearer would not, for he was terrified. So Saul took a sword and fell upon it. He committed suicide rather than be abused by the enemy, rather than be uh, belittled and abused. His armor bearer honored him by not killing him. Uh, 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 because uh, uh, later on you can read about when, when the two guys, uh, uh, I forgot what they from uh, two wicked guys, Belial, sons of Belial, they went and told David, oh, we killed, we killed King Saul for you. And David had a head cut off. So how dare you touch God's anointed? They didn't kill him. Saul killed himself. But they were going to get grandizement. Oh, I'm going to be great. David's going to reward us for bringing his head. And David said, you wicked men. And he <clears throat> kill them. Jesus said, my peace I leave unto you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. In John 14, 27. <laughs> David became queen. So Saul died, First Chronicles 10, 13. So Saul died for his trespass against the Lord in sparing Alamelech for his unfaithfulness in not keeping God's word. And also for consulting with the medium, a spirit of the dead, to inquire pleadingly of it. And see, uh, in the 90s, well, it's pretty much Cleo. We prophesied over Cleo. She died. I mean, she was on TV, you know, Palm Reader. You know, sitting, call me now. They'll call me now. Yeah, call, call Cleo, 1-800-CLEO, Palm Reader. All that witchcraft stuff is demonic. And it opens up for all double curses, uh, uh, multiple curses in witchcraft and, and mind control. So when people get involved in that, reading horoscopes and getting your palm read, and, and people want to read the lines in your hand, you read the line in my hand, the devil is a lie. Jesus got my future. Amen. And we do it foolishly before we get saved. That opened up the door for spirits to come in. Not only us, but our parents did stuff, and we don't know what they right. did. And, 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 and these demons come against us because what our parents or our loved ones did. Uh, the rejection, the witchcraft, these mediums and people uh, sacrifice to these, uh, get into this witchcraft and stuff. A lot of these people have to make vows and, and covenants with these for their children, vows to bluster out. If, if I leave the covenant and I leave uh, grandchildren and or my husband dies and stuff, the Eastern Star, the uh, um, these cults and all these uh, things that the the Masons and they have to make vows, yeah. secret vows. That their loved ones, if they ever quit, that their loved ones will be killed and died. And, and, 
And I've heard reports, people have told testimonies of demons manifesting in their bedroom to have sex with them. Yes, they have to make vows. So you make these secret vows and then you do the secret shakes and handshakes. And then, mm-hmm. then they give you finances and you get cars and you, and you live a high lifestyle. And, and they get the, 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 the Mason sign. Anywhere you see that sign, they have to receive you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, it's deep. Yeah. A lot of these Baptist pastors have this Mason, this Mason spirit. A lot of them are, are Masons. And in the pulpit trying to preach. They ain't going into heaven. I guarantee you, God already showed me the vision of when he's going to judge his pastors. I don't want to be the pastor that God... Said the angels take and take to hell. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about pastors. Jesus might be nice now, but you don't want to go to judgment because poo. I just want to observe. Say, Lord, don't get me. I repent. <laughs> and inquired not so of the Lord in earnest. That, here, this is what I'm talking about. Verse 14. Saw that inquired not of the Lord in earnest penance. Therefore, the Lord slew him and turned the kingdom over to David. See, people repent, but they're not earnest. The heart really ain't in it. I, y'all caught, I got caught. I mean, tears flowing down. Remember when Jimmy Swagger got caught? Oh, he got on. And, I mean, he was crying. He never did recover. Never. I mean, he was winning souls, hand over fist around the world, thousands upon thousands. And then he said, I set him up. Every man of God that has fallen is called because of sexual sin. Wow. Think about all these pastors that have died. Mm-hmm. Sexual sin. The enemy gets them with that lust. And that, that's the compass that opens up the door. That rejection opens up a door for pride and, and that. So there's a denial of love. God's love is unconditional. I've got to quit now. Rejection has to be is denied love. If rejection is accepted as true... <coughs> then the inward response is fear or anxiety or the Hittite reaction. Fear or anxiety is, is like I said, is free-folding, uh, 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 has no point of focus. It bear, like, if bear can smell miles away, fear can smell, he can, you can smell fear. Dog can smell fear on people. They say, don't run. He can smell your fear. Mm-hmm. It's very intimidating, extremely uncomfortable. You get panic attacks. And to, so to relieve the symptoms, the person has to accept, will attempt to channel the fear into one or more compensations or compensating spirits. These coping reactions push fear down, provide a numbness, and the numbness is the, is the peace of the world. That numbness is the peace of the world. I, I, I'll go smoke marijuana. I, I don't have any rejection. I'll go uh, be a part of this group and be a part of this group and be a part of this group. I'm accepted and, and we do worldly things rather than come to God with our hurts and our rejections and stuff. So, John 14, 27. Peace I leave to you, my own peace. I now give and bequeath to you. I got a teaching on the peace of God. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated to be disturbed, do not permit yourselves to be fearful, intimidated, cowardly, and unsettled. That's what he's saying. The comforter I give to you, not as the world gives, the counselor, the intercessor, the helper, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father shall send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things. And will cause you to recall. He will remind you and bring you to remembrance everything I have told you. Even things in your childhood that God spoke to you and you as a child. God, the Holy Spirit will bring it back up. He is the one that will tell you. what You, you remember when you was five and your uncle beat you and this like that? Well, that's where that spirit came in. Things that you don't re- remember, the Holy Spirit will bring this stuff back up to you for you to get delivered. He'll bring it back to your remembrance. Even though we know it applies to the word of God as you study the word, he'll bring it back up. But he'll bring it back up stuff in your life. When I got, after I got saved and I started repenting and God started showing me this person and that person, I said, that too? Yeah, repent of that too. I had to go back through the whole list. Whole bunch of folks, whole bunch of stuff in my life. And close all those doors. See, when you have fear and you have rejection, God's deliverance means you got to go back through that door in the room where you were hurt in order to close it off and confront it and deal with it. 
and then that door is closed. But you can't sweep it under the rug and think it's going to go away. These demons hide. They're waiting on you 20 years later. Here he is. Surprise, surprise. You up here preaching the word, that curse word came right out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next week, I'll deal with the Amorite. But these are just some of the, some of the manifestations of the Hittite part of rejection. Hallelujah. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those that are watching even this video now. We take authority over you, spirit of rejection. We bind you, spirit of abandonment, in the name of Jesus. We come against you, spirits of murder, jealousy, envy. We come against all these spirits of hatred, the spirits of uh, 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 selfishness and, and, and lack of obedience and disobedience, depression. I bind, come out in Jesus' name, despair, despondency, suicide, hopelessness. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We command you to loose God's people. We come against fear. We come against rebellion. We bind the spirit of divination and witchcraft. And, and, and witchcraft in the hands we command you to, witchcraft to come out of the hands witchcraft come out of the throat witchcraft come out of the out of the ears in the name of Jesus we bind that spirit now of rejection we bind every occult spirit in the bloodline we break take authority over you in Jesus name we command you to loose the, the hold on God's people spirits of deception lying Control, possessiveness, we bind you in Jesus' name. False compassion, uh, compulsive confession, self-accusation, self-put-down, selfishness, self-awareness. All of you selfish spirits go in Jesus' name. Father, we come against control and possessiveness. We come against uh, false compassion, whining, having a pity party. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Loose and let go. Suspicion of everybody. Whining all the time. Nobody cares. Nobody understands. Nobody's for me. Resentment. Always resenting others because they get promotions and you don't get one. Bitterness and paranoia. Everybody's after me. All these spirits are going to get me. I want to die. My heart can't breathe. I come against every a demon that's in your lungs now and I command you to loose your hole, right? now. Come out of the lungs, come out of the throat, come out of the chest in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus is against you. You spirits of perversion, you spirits of accusation, you spirits of hatred of children, uh, not siding with your children, abusing your children, putting your children down. I come against that spirit of conditional love. We break the power of that a spirit of adoption, being adopted, being abused physically, being abused verbally. We come against that now. I come against every coven, every uh, covenant that, uh, that your blood ancestors made. The demons come through we close those doors we cut you off in the spirit realm in the name of Jesus every manipulating spirit every possessive spirit every control spirit every witchcraft spirit every flattery spirit we command you to go. Every deception, every fear, every murder spirit, every envy, jealousy, suspicion, uh, everybody's laughing at me, spirits. I come against that now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you, hallelujah, that the enemy is destroyed. And we thank you that you give us power to get wealth and you give us peace and joy. And we thank you, Lord, that that spirit of torment, spirit of bondage, the spirit of insecurity, inferiority, unfairness, false compassion, spirits of withdrawal, we bind in the name of Jesus. We bind perfectionism. We bind pride, ego, and vanity. And Father, we thank you that you're setting the captives free. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand, praise. Amen. We all right. It's okay.